Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Had a little faux pie yesterday and no podcast was produced. So we're back today following up on what we did on Tuesday. Praying is risky business. You know, we talked about the fact of that little scene in Lord of the Rings and the Two Towers when King Theoden was confronted by Aragorn about the assault of the enemies coming and how Theoden said, I will not risk open war. And Aragorn's response was, whether you risk it or not, open war is upon you. And we talked about why praying can be risky, noticing how people in the Bible, whenever many times they prayed, it always many times seemed to get them into trouble in some respect with the powers that be, with the powers of darkness. And praying is risky business because as we closed, we realized that we are in a war. We live in a world at war. We are born into a war zone, a cosmic conflict that has been going on since the opening pages of Scripture. You know, the backdrop for the story of the Bible is truly war. Rebellion, several of them actually, took place against God. There was the rebellion of Ha-Satan, of, of the Satan, the adversary against God, and, and then the adversary coming and tempting man with sin, man yielding to that temptation. There was the rebellion in Genesis 6 of the angels who came and cohabited with women to produce the offspring called the Nephilim. There is was rebellion against the watchers that were placed over the nations that we find in the book of Psalms as well in, as in the book of Deuteronomy. There's rebellion and how God basically disinherited the nations and chose Israel to be his inheritance, his people. We are in a world at war. There is rebellion, there is battle, there is conflict going on in the heavenly realms even as we speak. And we see the manifestation of that heavenly, an unseen realm and the conflict that's going on there in the physical expressions of the conflicts that are going on currently in our world. Years ago in Paradise Lost, John Milton wrestled uh, with the heights of poetic imagery to sort of capture the drama of the scene of the war in heaven that is described by the Apostle John in the book of the Revelation, chapter 12, he wrote these words, How shall I relate? To human sense, the invisible exploits of warring spirits, how, without remorse, the ruin of so many, glorious once and perfect while they stood. He goes on to talk about a majestic heavenly banquet thrown by the heavenly Father, in honor of the Son, the Lord Jesus, the first member of the Trinity. He's so full of generosity in his heart. He freely gives center stage to the second member of the Trinity, the Lord Jesus. Satan is unable to endure the glory that's bestowed on Jesus. He's jealous for himself. And this kind of jealousy always ends in murder. And believing that he would have and should have center stage, Satan drew angels, a multitude of them, into battle against the very throne of God. And Milton goes on to say, Arms on armor, clashing braid, horrible discord, dire was the noise of conflict. Overhead the dismal hiss of fiery darts in flaming volleys flew. 
So under fiery cope together rushed both battles main with ruinous assault. An inextinguishable rage, all heaven resounded, and had earth been then, all earth had to her center shook. Deeds of eternal fame were done, but infinite, far wide was spread that war, and various sometimes on firm ground, and sta a standing fight, then soaring on main wing, tormented all the air, and all the air seemed then conflicting fire. Long time and even scale the battle hung till Satan, no equal ranging through the dire attack of fighting seraphim confused at length, saw where the sword of Michael smote and felled squadrons at once with huge two-handed sway. At the approach of Satan, the great archangel Michael, from his warlike toil, surceased, turned to confront the betrayer of their heaven. And Michael said these words, Author of evil, unknown till thy revolt, how hast thou disturbed heaven's blessed peace and unto nature brought misery, uncreated till the crime of thy rebellion? How hast thou instilled thy malice into thousands once upright and faithful now prove false? Heaven casts thee out. That was a good description by Milton of this heavenly war. We live in a world at war. It's war over men's hearts. We see war in Exodus. God fighting for his beloved people, fighting in her behalf, leading her into conflict against the enemies of his people. It was war to get into the promised land. It was war to keep the promised land. The prophets found themselves at war with evil within the nation of Israel and with many of the surrounding nations. There was war, there was battle. And then at the height of it all, Jesus comes. You know, we all think about the birth of Christ and we're leading up to those times that we in the West celebrate the birth of the Messiah in December. We're familiar of the quaint and safe little manger scenes. You know, we're so familiar with the Christmas. We, we warm, cozy, silent night, holy night. You know, we, 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 we think about the little baby lying in a feeding trough and the cows and the sheep around them and the sweet face of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds coming and celebrating his birth. But that, my friend, was certainly not reality. You see, there is a truer story. The rest of the picture that was really going on the night when Christ was born into the world. It is a very, very, very powerful picture. We see that the Messiah comes into this world and we know that according to Revelation 12, the dragon is waiting for the birth of this son of Israel, this son of God, in order to slaughter him and kill him. War in heaven and conflict that erupts after his birth and his victorious ascension back to heaven to the throne of the Most High God. When Jesus was born the night that he was born in Bethlehem, it was akin to the assault of the Allied forces 
at Normandy on D-Day. Heaven was entering the realm of the ruler of the darkness of this world, the prince, the king, the commander of the Lord of hosts was entering into the fray. And when he entered into this world, all hell truly broke loose. You know, Philip Yancey says, quote, I have never seen this version of the story on a Christmas card. Yet it is the truer story. The rest of the picture of what was going on that fateful night. Yancey calls the birth of Jesus the great invasion a daring raid by the maker of the forces of good into the universe, into the universe's seat of evil. And spiritually speaking, this was no silent night. This was truly D-Day when Jesus came in. Jesus comes into this world at war he takes on Satan in the wilderness. He takes on Satan in his ministry. He takes on Satan at the cross. And then he, as the victorious king over Satan, over sin, over all the, over death itself, he takes the keys of Hades and death. And he ascends triumphantly. But we know, according to the scripture in Revelation 12, 17, the war continues to wage on. The dragon turns and takes this war now against those who follow the Lamb, those who keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus. You see, prayer is a dangerous thing because prayer is a weapon in our hand. And we live in a world at war. And whether or not we desire to risk open war, open war is upon us. And we need the weapon of prayer. Now, the reality of this war hits us in a lot of ways, and we can respond to it in different ways. And Lord willing, we'll talk about our response to this war tomorrow. May the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, be yours today in fullest measure.